Hey guys, welcome back to the Student Pages podcast. I'm here with my musician, published author. Uh, she's popping off on TikTok as well, Savannah Madison. How's it going, Savannah? So good. Thank you for having me. Oh, thanks for thanks for coming on. It's it's great to have you. Um, you're American, but you made it. You made a TikTok of you getting a spray tan. So symbolically, you're British. I feel like. Oh my gosh! You know, I do love spray tans. They're pretty good, and a lot of my British friends do get them too. So maybe I match y'all right now. It's good. Oh, do you have a lot of British friends? I do actually. It's so random, but I joined a theater company up here in Nashville, and there's that we have a like big British. Uh, you know, people from the UK to population here. So yeah. Why is that? I don't know. You know, I don't know, but I love y'all and listening to your accents are so nice <laughs> for us. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, you've got a bit of a, you've got a bit of a Southern accent, which we don't really hear much. I don't know anyone in the UK. I know one guy from the, from the Ozarks and he's got a bit of a, that's a bit of a crazy accent. But other than that, you rarely hear. Crazy. <laughs> love well. that. Brits hearing Americans it's like because you grew up with American culture and everything hearing an American it's like oh my god it's like it's like a famous person but like oh and being there it's like oh my god everyone everyone here's like a celebrity that's um, funny no I yeah that's crazy yeah I went on your I went on your TikTok earlier you've got um you've got quite there's quite a lot of boys in your TikToks I couldn't work out they all look quite similar I couldn't work out which one your boyfriend was or a lot of them were like oh this is my friend I know. Oh my gosh. Everyone's been calling me out for this lately. It's so funny. I guess I just never posted with a lot of friends. You know, I've always made content of myself and recently have just been doing more content with my friends. I'm really lucky to have a lot of, I guess I do have a lot of guy friends. I don't know if that's a, <laughs> that's a good thing or, but they're all really sweet and they're always down to make TikTok. So I've been kind of taking advantage of that and doing it with them. But but yeah, I think I've been posting recently with a lot of guy friends. I definitely have a lot of girl collabs on there too from the last few weeks. But but yeah, everyone's been like, oh my gosh, Savannah, like which one's your boyfriend? Like I ship you <laughs> with him. I ship you with him. I'm like, y'all calm down. <laughs> it's all good. We're all friends. And you're from, um, you're at the moment, whereabouts? So I mean, you're probably, we're probably both in our parents' house, but where, whereabouts are you at the moment? I'm from Nashville, Tennessee. Okay, you're from Nashville. Yeah. So I thought there was something about you being from, you're kind of like, you, you when you were much younger, you were from Fort Lauderdale, Florida. right? Florida. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm, in Florida. Mm -hmm. And uh, what, what, was it, what was it like growing up in, in those two different places? How was it different growing up in Tennessee to growing up in Fort Lauderdale? I loved living in, in both. Um, I grew up most of my life in Fort Lauderdale um, before getting the chance to move here. And it's, I mean, just different kind of cultures, people, really music type of like style and taste, what people like. We have a big Hispanic population in Fort Lauderdale and Miami kind of South Florida area in general. And I think that that influences a lot of the culture. Like they have so much good Hispanic food and, you know, Latin music. It's so, so fun to like go out and dance and kind of um, have that as a part of life in Fort Lauderdale and I visited Nashville for the first time when I was nine or ten I kind of just knew that I wanted to live here I love the you know uh, people and the country music that's more focused on in Nashville and kind of the, the it's more forest and wood and mountains here in Tennessee where Florida is more beachy and um, it's flatter so there's a lot of differences but I like both for different reasons and is it true you grew up like horse riding yeah, kind of yeah my sister my sister's really like the professional horseback rider like equestrian and so I'm just okay at it but she's really really good honestly but you're not you're not too much into horse riding I, she has horses like it's my sister you know what I mean and like yeah. I will go we'll go sometimes but she's there like every day like 
it's it's more her thing I feel like I'm I can do it like I'm down to, and I love animals like I will play with the horses all day but she's like she jumps over things and does like the barrel racing and like English riding so I feel like I can say I'm good but I'm definitely not on her level wait what's English riding it's oh yeah that's funny because you're okay um no 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 so <laughs> it's <laughs> it's like it's um um, I think that oh, she'd explain it so much better than me, but the difference is in the saddle. So there's Western and there's English. And when you sit on a Western saddle, there's like a horn that you hold on to so that you don't, I guess, fall off the horse. And like, it's kind of, you know, you can rope and you hold on to the horn for stabilization. And English is a lot prettier and there's no horn. It's just kind of like a flat saddle. And so you can do jumping and you like hold on with your legs. Yeah. So when growing, growing up, when did you decide or when did you start writing songs? Probably when I was around 10, that first Nashville trip um, really inspired me to start writing music. I've always loved to sing since I was little and would mess around with music, but I was really taught how to do it the Nashville kind of professional writer way in Nashville, Tennessee. So it was when I moved here and kind of, um, you know, came here for the first time when I was young that I learned how to do it a lot better. Interesting. Do you feel like, this is something I've just thought of, Do do you feel like that kind of influenced your your accent a little bit moving to did you have like a kind of less like southern accent before you moved to Tennessee I might have I don't do you think I have a southern accent because I I watched the interview of you because you were on Larry King when you were like 11 or 12 right yeah and you and Mm -hmm. I feel like you had a different accent then was that before you moved? oh my gosh First of all, I can't believe that you watched that interview. I like, I was so nervous and he was, he's really nice dude. He's like so cool, but he was terrifying to me as a 10 year old. I was so scared. Like cause he asked such hard questions. So I cannot believe you found that interview. That's crazy. But, um, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, no, I think it might've developed more as I moved here, but, and being around my family that has the accents, you know, um, a, a lot of my family is from like Northern, Northern Florida, which is almost Georgia and that's a more Southern state. So so yeah, I think I think I picked up on it a lot more, and and y'all, I say y'all now. I've never said y'all before, so, so yeah. I've never said y'all. 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 I've never said y'all before. We say <laughs> we have our, our plural you. We say use use lot. Use yeah okay I like that I um, love when y'all say say thanks but you make it like with an s in the front. When did we do? Oh what for like thanks. Thanks yeah. <laughs> Yeah, my brother does that. Thanks. I don't know why some people do that. That's a bit of a bit of a London thing. That so like thank. Yeah. American. Whenever they do the impression of the English accent, they're always like, "Oh, oh, thank you, Harry Potter." They love to yes. drop the um, <laughs> I love it. Do you remember? Do you remember the first song you ever wrote? Yes, and um, uh, I think it was called "Do You Believe," and it kind of talked to. I I could probably still play it on guitar. Honestly, it just talks about like. Um, you know do you believe in me and like my dreams and stuff and I I wrote it before moving to Nashville so it was kind of like a good you know pre-forecasting like the future and you know what I was going to be doing so that's pretty cool what was it what wait what was it about it talked about like like believing in your dreams and like I was like super young when I wrote as a 10 year old you know what I mean but I talked about probably I think it was like, do you believe in me and like all of my dreams and like all this. It was cute. It was a cute little song. Well, nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And how did that kind of turn into you getting, getting picked up and, and, and kind of making music and making music properly? 
Yes. Um, you know, it was really a lot of collaborating with other writers that I think took it to the next level, if that makes sense. So I, I would, you know, try to book rights, even though I was super young and, and, um, that's not often taken seriously in the music industry. Um, if you're, you know, young and trying to, to do it and work professionally, um, I really just fought for these really big, good writing sessions with bigger writers that were, you know, really talented. And I learned a lot from them. Um, and it kind of took my writing to the next level, music to the next level. I started working with any producer that would listen to me and um, just, you know, really try to get involved at a young age. And I was able to kind of develop my skills from there and, um, you know, kind of was able to get signed and all that by CAA and finally moved to Nashville. And that helped a lot, you know, being able to be here and be constantly learning. So, so yeah, it's been a crazy process. And I'm so grateful to live here now and be able to, you know, write whenever I want. And what's the song you said you were working on releasing a song today? Yes, I'm so excited. So my last release was called If You Can, and it did, I, oh my gosh, we were so overwhelmed by the response from people. Um, it was on Radio Disney, and just, it was such an amazing release. And so for a while, I've been trying to find kind of the right song to follow it with, um, to kind of, you know, be the, the next thing. And so um, I haven't announced the name of it yet, and it's kind of sassy. It's coming out. Um, we don't have a date set, but we're working on it, and we just kind of finished the production on it. So it's on its way. And what's it, what's it about? Um, it kind of talks about meeting someone for the first time and you're really um, excited and um, just know that you like are not going to like leave without them. It's, it's about kind of like meeting someone at an event or a party and just like clicking and um, saying like we're, you know, there's no way I'm leaving here without you. Yeah, you know you're going to make mm -hmm. TikToks with that person. Oh, 100%. You know, if someone makes TikToks with you, they're a keeper because that's like, that's good. For sure. That's a big commitment. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, I wanted to ask you about your, your organization because you're kind of a philanthropist, right? So yes. your organization, uh, Savannah Soldiers, encourages kids to write letters to, um, to those serving in the U.S. Army. So where, where did you get the idea for that? It actually started around the same time that I started in music and taking that more seriously. So when I was in fifth grade, which for y'all is grade five, is what y'all call it, right? We call it, well, I think it would be, I think it would be year five. I think if it's year five, grades, yeah. okay, I was in year five and I had a best friend named Wilson and she, um, her dad was in the military and he ended up deploying, um, overseas during the, um, fifth grade year. And I wanted to do something to support her family and kind of help them out because I had never seen that process of deployment and what that does and, and, you know, what it means for a family before. And so, um, we started writing letters to the soldiers underneath her dad and his battalion, and it grew, you know, really rapidly. Like you said, I, you know, had a big media storm around it. So I was on um, some huge shows in the, the U.S., like the Today Show, Age 10, and, um, you know, Larry King, and Fox and Friends, and all this, like, these big, you know, people wanting to help with my project. So it became an official 501c3, and so we kind of educate on military, appreciating our military. Um, I travel the country and speak to kids. So I've been able to speak for over a million kids in our school system since 2012 um, and its foundation. So it's been really amazing. I came out with a book about it um, about a, almost a year, full year ago now, which is crazy. Um, and it's just been a crazy journey. We've sent 350,000 letters to deployed military from kids and kind of teaching them to appreciate and, and you know, learn about that. It's funny because you, you're, you're 19, right? But this is sort of your life's work. Mm -hmm. Working this for so long and you started when you were, what, 11? Yes. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. That's crazy. And when you were doing all of those, when you were doing um, all of those kind of talk show appearances, you said you were really nervous about Larry King. Which one, what was that like doing all of those? And, and was, was that, was Larry King the one you were most nervous for? I, I would guess, yes. Um, I've actually never told anyone this, but um, before that Larry King show, my mom was so good about like picking out cute clothes for me for, um, I guess, I don't know what had happened that week, but I guess in like my, you know, at home I was dancing or something and I had like hurt my back. I was like 10 or 11 years old at this point, right? Maybe I was 12. How, do you know how old I was during that interview? I think you, uh, I think you were 11. Okay, I might have been 11. Um, and so my dad took me to get this weird massage called this cupping massage. Have you ever heard of that? No, I've never heard of that. Okay, this is such a weird story. I can't believe I'm telling you this. But they put the cups on my back, and basically it's like a little suction cup, and it just like draws to the surface any like, I don't know, bad things in your back. They said it would help because I had like tweaked my back a little bit um, while I was like dancing around the house before this interview. And they left these giant black circles, like purple circles on my back. Mm -hmm. And so that's why I was wearing that giant jacket <laughs> during that interview. Um, like okay. it, I was wearing a big fuzzy jacket mm -hmm, over this like cute little dress. It just did not go together. So I was already stressed out about that. And then um, it was Larry King, which is like a big deal. Like he's a, a legend in the industry. And so, um, so yeah, being able to be on a show is a huge honor, but it was scary for sure. He asked some hard questions. I don't know if you remember um, the Olympics last year or yeah. a couple years ago. Michael Phelps had it done and everyone was like what are those giant circles on his back I think is who I remember it was like a swimmer and he um had to say like oh it's just a from a massage like it's a cupping massage so I guess a lot of people like athletes get it done I don't know why they did it to me as an 11 year old but uh but yeah <laughs> that's what happened you feel like it made a difference I don't know honestly I don't know if I would try it again because it like leaves those like giant marks unless you're going to be like not going anywhere for like a week and a half I don't, you've got to look it up after this. Look up a cupping yeah. massage and you'll see what it is. Yeah. So, <laughs> sorry, the, the cups, I'm just seeing. I know, it really just bothers you. <laughs> how has this, how did your project kind of spread around? How did more and more people find out about this? Because you've, you've sent up like almost, almost 400,000 letters, right, to soldiers. Yes. Yeah, you know, it was really crazy in the beginning because we were trying to support an original battalion that had about 700 soldiers in it um, and just, you know, show them encouragement and, and, you know, tell them that we support them from home. But that was a big number to have to try to send every month, you know, uh, just the soldiers underneath my best friend's dad. So I ended up going to Facebook and kind of kids around me, my uh, youth group, my school, um, classroom, the classroom next door and see if I could get their help. And a lot of them were willing to help, which was incredible. Um, and it kind of just spread around our community, spread on Facebook, and eventually we got a call from the Today Show, and that was the first kind of major media outlet that I was on that wasn't like a local news network talking about the project, and they picked it up, and it just blew up. We went from being involved um, in receiving letters in three states in the United States to over 40 states, just kind of like people wanting to help out. We got 20,000 emails. It was crazy, so that's what really made it kind of the project that it became and you know we had our curriculums established we could work in the school systems and all that and it was crazy in the beginning super fast and do you do you make money off this at all so it's a 501c3 we get um sponsorships from companies that um you know come in and they'll support but the money goes towards the organization so sending letters and packaging postage all that stuff um yeah so what actually during that larry king interview you talked about your sponsorships 
and you said you were sponsored yep. by Miami, the Miami Heat and Donald Trump's professional golf championships, which is oh my god to think about now. Yes, it's weird. When I was um, when I was ten, I actually met Donald Trump when I was um, around that age because I was singing the anthem already for all these sports teams. So I had this dream in music, and so the Heat PGA, which is the golf championships that he um, owned before the you know he obviously became president. That was just one of his uh, ventures, I guess. And they they host it in Florida at his you know Trump Hotel and stuff. There's a beautiful golf course, I guess, and they, that's where they did it. And so. Um, so yeah, it's pretty crazy that I was working with all these people at such a young age, and I mean, the governor of the state gave us a national day, and it's just like I, when I think back on it now, I'm like, wow, that's crazy. I wish I appreciated it more at the time when these crazy things were happening to me at, as a ten year old. But I feel like it's my whole life has just been insane. I always had the weirdest things happen. So yeah, they gave you they gave you a national day. Yes, for Savannah Soldiers Day, mm-hmm. it's November nineteenth. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah. And what was it like meeting Donald Trump? What was he like? Oh, I had a, it was a weird experience. So I sang the national anthem. We had Savannah soldiers there set up and people, you know, were writing letters. The players were doing events with us and endorsements and stuff for the military we had involved. Um, and then I also sang the national anthem for the championships, so the PGA championships. And I was young. Um, honestly, I, I think I, I was maybe 10 or 11. It was around the time that everything was starting up. And he was walking by in a big group of people. I don't think I've ever told this story. Um, this is crazy. But he was walking by in a big group of people, um, his like entourage kind of around him. And I had already met his son and his son was nice and all that. So I went up to him, just, you know, just me, little 10 year old Sab going up. And I, I said, um, hey, sir, thank you so much for letting me sing the anthem for your event. Like, so nice to meet you. I'm so glad to be here. He wasn't a candidate or anything like that at that point. So he was just, he was just Donald Trump. And so... Um, I went to like shake his hand and I went to give him my, uh, oh, oh my gosh, I cannot believe I'm telling the story. He like, he <laughs> patted me on the head. He's like, you're so sweet, sweetie. Do you want a picture? Is what he said to me. And so, um, I looked at him and I was like, no, I want to give you my business card so you can rebook me <laughs> for future events. And I handed it to him and he handed it to his assistant. So, um, I don't know, maybe he has my card laying around somewhere. You did some networking. I did with Donald Trump. That's, that's I've never told that. I should tell that story more often. That's so funny. That's so, so. Mm-hmm. Definitely tell that story, Mark. That's hilarious. <laughs> like, nope, I don't want a picture. I want to do business with you. Yes. Don't, <laughs> like, don't patronize me. <laughs> Literally. Um, and we haven't got much time left, but I want to ask you just quickly before, um, before I go, before I let you carry on with your day, um, I want to ask you about your book and just how you went about writing it and, and what it's all about. Yes. Um, so it's called Sincerely You, Letter Writing to Change the World. Um, it's been a long writing process. I had the idea to start writing a book when I was around 14, 15, kind of doing all these crazy things and started writing down kind of things that I would put in it um, and that I would want, you know, other people to know and be inspired by parts of my story that were difficult or the days that I, you know, maybe felt like I couldn't do something or was nervous about speaking at a big event. Um, I talk in the book about how I was booked to speak for Walmart corporate when I was 14 and how, you know, nerve wracking that was. And just a a lot of experiences that I've had throughout my life, hopefully, you know, given other people and the kids that I work with and speak to all the time in the school systems, a good um, guide for, um, you know, how I've been successful so far. Um, So each chapter is kind of a different character trait that I've learned throughout my life. So there's kind of creativity, bravery, 
you know, and then the stories that go around that um, up until now. So, yeah, it was crazy to write. It took a long time, and um, it's finally out there. It was crazy and very surreal when it was finally released. And it's a it's a whole it's a whole book. Y'all should check it out. It's called Sincerely You. Sweet, um, Savannah. Thanks so much for for joining me on the podcast today. It was it was so much fun. Um, I'll let you get on with the rest of your day. Uh, and thanks everyone for listening to the Student Pages podcast. Thanks so much, guys. Thank you so much. I'll see you later. See ya.